Hello, lovely, sexy humans. My name is Wyo Lee, and you're listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we talk about intimate interactions in an effort to increase communication around sex and improve sex lives everywhere. And my guest today, I am so excited to introduce to you, is Nicole. Welcome, Nicole. Hello, hello. <laughs> I want the listeners to get a little snapshot of who you are, so I'm just going to say a category and you fill in your answer, okay? Okay. Age or generation? <sighs> 30. I don't want to be called a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 32. It's fine. Millennials right. get better reputations, but like, whatever, we're changing the world. <laughs> Orientation and identity. See, I'm married to a cisgendered man. I'm a cisgendered female. That's a hard question, though. Mm-hmm. Like, for me. Like, I, I, I don't know. Fair. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> what pronouns do you use? Uh, she, her. Okay. Uh, what's your background? Like, where are you from culturally, religiously, values around sex-wise? Where in the world are you from, etc.? Southwest Ohio, born and raised, still here. It's a black hole that I can't seem <laughs> to get out of. <laughs> I've been here my whole life. I've been in the town that I live in my whole life. Um, religious, uh, we went to Baptist church briefly growing up, not for very long. And then my mom played with a bunch of religions growing up. She did like Wicca for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Now she's a practicing Catholic and I am not. Um, That is what it is, but she's cool. She's, she's very cool. Okay. But I mean, as far as like my religion, I don't go to church or anything, but I I don't, as long as you're not shoving it down my throat, I'm not going to you know, just do you. Totally. <laughs> what profession or line of work are you in? It's corporate America. I work for corporate America. I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> what age did you discover masturbation? I was very young. Um, between eight and 10 years old. I was, mm-hmm. I was young. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And did you get a sex talk growing up? You said your mom was dabbling in religions. Did she, did that extend to any sort of like sex cults or anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that probably would have been cool if it did. <laughs> uh, no, she, oh, my parents never gave like a formal sex talk, but they were still pretty progressive. They were pretty cool. And like, even now, like we say sex jokes now that we're like, well, all adults or whatever, but it's cool. No, growing up, I never really got a sex talk, but like when I lost my virginity, my mom definitely was like, okay, time to get on the pill. But they never just sat down and said, this is, this is the birds of the bees. They never okay. did that with us. But it sounds like she wasn't like freaked out or concerned that you were having sex if she was supportive of getting you on the pill. I think they realized, I have an older sister. They, you know, we're only human. Mm-hmm. You can't tell kids to just not have sex. Like that's just unrealistic. Yes. They and and when I was fourteen, fifteen, um, they let my boyfriend spend the night with me, and I would spend the night with him because their train of thought was better at home under their roof than yeah. out somewhere dangerous or in a sketchy location. I mean, I love that. That and, feels fairly progressive to me. I I wasn't very I wasn't uh I guess popular enough to like bring a boy to have a boyfriend in high school, or not. It's not popular or anything. I just like didn't. I was a secret hookup buddy. I've always been much more comfortable for some reason being the woman on the side, like back, back even back when I was 14 and 15. So mm-hmm. it never 
came up with us, but I think they would have been uncomfortable with me as a teenager, like bringing someone home. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Will you give us an overview of your current sexual self? My current sexual self? Well, I... Sex life in general. It's good. It's very good. Um, I am married. Um, we just recently got married a couple weeks ago. We went <gasps> oh, congratulations. Elope. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I love elopements. I love yeah. that. We were going to have like a wedding, but I've been married once before. And uh, we just, we would have rather spent the money on a big trip somewhere. And that's what we planned on doing. So 100% love. But we have been together for seven years. We're monogamous, and I'm totally content and satisfied in that situation. Um, we have a pretty in the bedroom only uh, like DS, like dom sub relationship, and I'm submissive. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a very hard dominant. Like he does have he doesn't have any inclination of like being a switch or whatever. But okay. And I, I, I think I could probably top, but I'm, I'm content with our relationship now. It's pretty, pretty comfortable. So, if he came to you one day and was like, "Babe, I'm ready to try switching," would you be like, "I'm into it, honey," or would you feel not? Would you rather dom someone else, or would you be up for doming him if he wanted to? If he really wanted to, I would, because I aim to please, and that's yeah, you know, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. If if he wanted to, I definitely would. And was that DS relationship uh, part of your connection from the beginning or was it something that developed as you got to know each other? Definitely. It was, it, it was a pretty solid foundation of our relationship from the get-go. Um, we've been friends for a really, really long time and we kind of connected when we were both going through these weird bad breakups and we just came together and stuck together and when we started to explore each other sexually, we just kind of like, these are our roles and I want you to do this to me. I want to do this to you. You know, ladies. Yeah. Was that your first exploration into kink or were you already familiar with the lifestyle? I was familiar with it, but that I, that's kind of confusing because when I was, 18 it was right before my senior year I was hooking up with this guy and there was an experience I had with him where I was on top and we were going at it and he said something really stupid that pissed me off and you know mid thrust I slapped him because I was mad (laughs) I was pissed like I don't even remember what it was but I remember hitting him what did he do well he slapped me back and I for a minute I was like hold on. I kind of like that. (laughs) It it kind of like made me stop for a minute, but that was probably my first experience as far as physical pain or humiliation or any of that goes. And then did you go like research it in a formal way or was it something you just sort of figured out as you went along? I figured it out as I went along and then when husband and I got together I got on FetLife <laughs> and awesome. I think FetLife was a really good resource I mean I've made some awesome friends made some awesome connections on there as far as like education I was never on there to 
hook up. I wanted to find events and find classes to go to. I haven't really gone to a lot. I don't yeah. want to get like too deep into that, but we're we're dipping our toe into the scene now, and we're actually going to be going to a bondage ball event in July. <gasps> and I'm oh. so excited. <laughs> okay, I have to ask this question. What are you going to wear? I am piecing my outfit together. I'm like Etsy. I don't know if you get on Etsy. I love Etsy, but there's so many awesome handmade bondage harnesses and stuff on there. Oh my God. I'm looking at something like mesh bodysuit so you can see my nudity, but a bondage harness over it, like maybe red or something. Like, love. Something cool. I was checking out the like discreet collars that they have on there, like back yeah. back when things with me and my master when they were kind of at their height, mm-hmm. and uh, always like always wanted to get one, but then we we never did. We didn't make it that far. But um, those are so pretty. They're Ugh, so like pretty. The, yeah, yeah. I like the really like delicate, simple ones, mm-hmm. but like those me the too. people who know know. So I, I'm into that. Right. Uh, what. Okay, first of all, what is going to happen at this bondage ball? Do you know how detailed is the event? I have never been to one, but I know there's a local venue that it's going to be at. And it's hosted by this woman called Devlin Desadi. I made sure she was okay with me mentioning her name. Great. She, is a, she is a professional dominatrix locally, and I've had the fortune to work with her before I don't even want to say work it wasn't paid but I've done some nude modeling too cool yeah we'll we'll get into that but um I got to um work with her before and she's hosting it and there's gonna be it's like in a it's like in a playroom like a local dungeon that's open and like rentable like a rentable space yeah, but it's the the dress code is fetish, fetish or formal. My guy will be formal. I'll be all, you know, mm-hmm. gussied up in fetish gear. And there's gonna be like, I don't know, people being tied up, people playing with each other, people just like there to see and learn things. I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I've never oh, been to one. Fun. So, yeah, I want to go in Los Angeles. There's a thing called DomCon, and I wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to go this year, but I don't want to go alone. And I just need to build up my kinky friends out here so that I can like have a group to go with and be safe with. Because right. I would go yeah. by myself and just like wander into it and be like, what's here? And then that is how I get into a lot of yeah, yeah. funny situations, for better or worse. Yeah, right. Um, I hear you. <laughs> could you actually tell me a little bit about your FetLife experience? Because it sounds, you're one of the few people I've spoken to where it sounds like you didn't get terribly overwhelmed on FetLife. Like I did and deleted my profile because I was like, mm-hmm. I can't handle it. But I am curious about all the resources and lately have been thinking about going back on. When I first got on there, I mean, there are, I don't want to say creepy dudes because there's creepy girls out there too. There's creepy people out there. Um, yep. I, I mean, I've, I've gotten the messages that I've just hit block, delete, whatever. Yeah. But a friend of mine is who introduced me to FetLife. And I think just through clicking around and I did like meet up with a few people like mm-hmm. in, in, in real life, like right. just, like, in public, right? Lo- yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I never played with anyone else because like I, like I mentioned, like I got on set when my husband and I got together and we're, we're monogamous, but I wanted friends. I wanted Kiki friends to learn yeah. from. I, and I started to really want to do like 
modeling and stuff. Mm. So I, I used it more of a resource to find photographers to work with. And oh. I, I've worked, I, I've, I haven't done it in years. It's been years since I've done it, but I used it more of a resource to find the photographers because there are some awesome artists on there that do yeah. great, great work. And I'm like, I, oh. I want to take pictures of kinky people. I just haven't gotten right. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. That, that life is a good resource for that That's for great. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So will you tell us a little bit about some of this uh, kinky modeling that you've done? Yes. So uh, I can't even remember what the first one was that I did. I think the first one I did was with a photographer in New York called Stark Arts. And he traveled and he was like, hey, I'll be in Cincinnati for this thing. You want to you wanna get your picture taken? And I was like, hell yeah, because he does awesome shibiri rope work oh, cool. also. So he, he can like tie and take awesome photographs. <gasps> I'm like, yes, yes. I, I want to do that. I can email you some of those pictures. I would be so, see yes, please. <laughs> yes, I'll show you. But he came and I actually took someone with me who was also, she was a dom that I also met on Fet Life. So I was like, mm-hmm. I need to bring another girl with me. Like, yeah. I don't want to go do this by myself. And Smart. And the, yeah, and the photographer knew, like, I know some photographers interact a little more with their models and it gets sexual, but this was strictly being tied up. I was nude, but I got tied up and got all these cool pictures taken in this hotel room. And it was the dead of February here in Ohio. Oh, we, my favorite picture that we took, we went outside. (gasps) I had this leather jacket on and a pair of like stripper heels pretty much. (laughs) And I got my picture taken. The wind chill was 13 below. I think that's crazy. I got my picture taken with, there's this beautiful suspension bridge going from like Kentucky to Cincinnati. Um, I got my picture taken like with that bridge in the background and the Cincinnati skyline in the background. And it was just, I love that photo. It's so cool. I'm like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And there was a few other like local photographers that I've worked with and then some friends of mine, um, I did like a, a shoot with them. I got my whole body painted. <gasps> like yes. I was I was nude and I got my whole body painted and I had this crazy like horned headpiece on. So I looked like some demon and that's it's awesome. it's been a few years, but I had a lot of fun when I did it. Oh my gosh. I, that's like my favorite stuff. It's the combination of so many of my right. favorite things. Absolutely. Yeah. I do just want to circle back and say as a photographer, which is mm-hmm. my day job, I do think that just like in any kinky relationship, the type of relationship should be talked about beforehand. So just saying this for listeners, like if a photographer is getting handsy with you and you haven't talked about it before, you can stop that. Um, mm-hmm. If it's oh, yeah. you feel comfortable, uh, you can always just right. leave. And then if I, I've actually done some photo shoots where I was like, I don't need to bring a friend. I'll be fine. But what I do in those instances is I let the photographer know that I have safety nets set up. And so I have like three different people who I text the address where I am, the person that I'm with. And then I say, I need to check in every 30 minutes. And if they're not cool with that, then I leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and I've never That's had smart. anyone, I've never had anyone have an issue with it. So those are some of my yeah. tips and tricks for staying safe. Um, oh, for sure. Okay. I want to talk. Okay. Let's see. Where do I want to go? I want to get into some of your favorite things. Like I would love to just hear what your relationship with your husband is like and how you stay into each other for seven years. And what is it like to be with someone for that long? 
Uh, it my our relationship is so hard to describe. Like sometimes we'll be like, why why do you love me? What do you see in me? Like well, you know, typical like goofy relationship reassurance. But like it's hard to describe our relationship. It's so like I know this podcast isn't supposed to be like all about romance and relationships. It's more about sex. In but the context of sex, <laughs> relationships are important. So I feel like oh, yeah, that okay. focus, you know, like they are intertwined in many, in many right. instances. Yeah. Right. So I want to hear about um, it. He and I are both pretty introverted. And like, to be honest, like I've been a nervous wreck about this whole interview thing too. <gasps> <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited though. I'm happy that you're like, yeah, I want to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But um, our relationship is, it's, I cannot even put it into words. We connect on such a deep level and because we're so introverted, um, we put a lot of energy into each other mm-hmm. because we're so comfortable with each other instead yeah. of having big groups of friends. Like we both have pretty tight knit groups of friends instead of being friends with everybody and having all these multiple transactions. We, we consolidate our energies and our focus it's just hard to describe and I'm so content. Like mm. we've, this is the longest relationship either of us has ever had. And I'm just, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm pretty satisfied. <laughs> well, and it sounds like it leads to a really rewarding sex life. Is that yes. would you say that's true? Oh, for sure. What is it like? This is something I've always wondered is what is it like to be with a partner who is your dom? Because I think I want that, but I actually have not had the opportunity to be in a committed relationship with someone Mm -hmm. who is my dominant. And I think I want that for life, but I don't know. Yeah. We, we don't maintain it. It's not a 24 seven, like strict thing for us. It's mostly when it comes to our bedroom activities. Um, It's good. I mean, I'm a very stubborn and independent woman. Like same. The reason, yeah. The very reason (laughs) I'm so tired tonight is because I was like, I got that uh, a bidet for our toilet, and I was like busy installing it last night, and that was a mess. But you know, you you think of like gender roles and typical stuff like that, and guys are working on the cars and doing the plumbing and doing the the electric, but. I've put, I, I can work on my car if I, I need to. I was going to you just installed a bidet. Have you, yeah, yeah, have I you mean, used it yet? And also, why no. did you get a bidet? Tell me about it. Well, multiple reasons. One, who doesn't like a, a clean bum? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my child likes to also use, uh, I'm a mom also, if I didn't mm-hmm. mention that earlier. Um, my child likes to use globs of toilet paper. They are nine years old, and I'm just hoping maybe this will keep the toilet from getting clogged so much that they could just rinse themselves off. But I mean, I think like all of us in the house, we there's three of us. I think we all want to like be a little cleaner down there. But you know, yeah, that's why we got it. (laughs) And on that note, um, Mm -hmm. will you tell us if you have any particular feelings about butt stuff? I know I told you already that I am a total butt slut. I am. <laughs> I love um, that term. I had yeah. never heard it before you wrote it to me and I was like, this is my favorite. Yeah, Nicole, butt slut, totally. That's me all the way. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, let's see. My introduction to butt stuff, we can talk about that. Um, I was dating a guy my senior year and 
when we were going at it, I think his secret weapon, he started to like slip a finger in there and I would just like come instantly. And I think that would be his like thing, like, okay, let's wrap this up, pop. And then I'd be finished and he'd be finished. Like it was, it was that instant, even the first time back then it was, I'm, in, wow. I'm a, a little less sensitive now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a oh, little more of a, a hard come now for sure. But okay. um, yeah, back then it was pretty like, oh, you know, like having that dual penetration, it just yeah. intensifies everything. Totally. And, and now like uh, in my older age, um, we do, we do butt stuff pretty frequently. We just did on Monday, but I didn't come from it because, like I said, there I have my good days, my quick days, and my not so quick days. Okay, was that Monday? It was not a quick day. That was that we we had to work for that one. <laughs> yeah, I I noticed that as well. Do you notice for yourself if it's related to anything specific in your life? Like for me, if I am stressed or tired, like my sex drive yeah. just plummets. It maybe my 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 sex drive is weird and I'm on hormone birth control too. So that's oh, been, yeah. that's been strange. And I know we had to reschedule this. Um, I was in a really weird headspace for a couple of weeks and we like, he and I actually have like a dry spell for a couple of weeks. Like it happens. Like totally. we're not going, we're not going at it like rabbits all the time. And I'm okay with that. We don't have to have sex like a hundred times a week. Cause I would rather have good sex every couple days a couple weeks then have sex every day and it'd be mediocre i am right there with you (laughs) i i like sex and i in a perfect world i would love to have it frequently but when i'm trying to also live a life and get things done and function and get enough sleep like yes i i need my sleep (laughs) yeah and in some ways it's kind of what i enjoy about having a person that i can see once every week Mm -hmm. or two but But I guess if it was more convenient, I'd be up for it more. But like you said, it's, I'm all about quality over quantity. Oh, yeah, for sure. And just recently, um, we were on opposite shifts for the past four years. He worked oh, like Jesus. a night shift. So, so that complicated it. How did more. you guys make that work? Like, did you have overlapping weekends or something? Yeah, we had weekends together. And my child's from a previous relationship. My child would be with us every other weekend like so when the weeks that my child is with us we would typically not fool around even even now because my child's a little older now they're nine years old um I just it feels weird because they are getting to be that age that um I want my child to be comfortable with their body I I want to ease into that with them them like yeah. when they start asking questions and they've walked in on this once before that was years oh, ago no. he was face deep in me and oh there's my child right there like oh god <laughs> what did you guys do it was mortifying we just stopped and I got dressed and put the kid back to bed real quick yeah. <laughs> and it's tricky. It gets tricky sometimes. That's tough. But, That's tough. but, but like I said, when we were on opposite shifts and we would just have sex on the weekends, I mean, it was still, I was still content because it was good sex. Yeah. It, it wasn't just like, hmm, let's just hump each other until we're finished. It was right. just good quality. 
Can you describe maybe an ideal or a representative kind of session that you might have? Like maybe, you know, on the longer side, one where you have time to take your time and just kind of give us a little snapshot of, of the dynamic and what it's like for you. I would love to just be tied up. I would love to be blindfolded and have like headphones in with music playing. So it's like total sensory deprivation just so I can get out of my head because that's a problem for me a lot sometimes I get stuck in my head and Mm -hmm. you have all these other thoughts going on but I feel like if I couldn't see anything couldn't hear all the distracting noises around me and I could just feel the Wartenberg pinwheel going on me or getting flogged and just that build up to my genitals being touched that would be that that's that's perfect for me. Sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of awesome. Will you tell us a little bit about your alone time, like the maybe the sex that you have with yourself, and mm-hmm. give us a little bit of detail on when you discovered masturbation? You said you discovered it when you were about maybe eight to ten. Will you yeah. will you yeah. tell us a little bit about that? So I had a neighbor girl. She was my best friend in the world. And I don't know who introduced it to who, but we had these big giant stuffed animals. At least they were giant to me because I was a kid. And I vaguely remember it was yellow. It might have been a like plush duck thing. And she had one too. They were like matching Easter stuffed animals. I had a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, I shared a bedroom with my sister and I had the bottom bunk. We had a bunk bed and we would make like a blanket fort around the bottom bunk. And I don't know who showed who, but we started like humping these stuffed animals. Like, (laughs) and then I would orgasm and I'm like, oh, wow. Like, this is, this is cool. Like, I want to keep doing this. Now I, I kept it private and I, at least my parents never told me that I was caught doing it. Yeah. But I mean, after that, I masturbated pretty regularly throughout my childhood and into puberty, like it, even like with sharing a bedroom with my sister, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how I got away with it. Cause I, and it was like, I would use the strangest things. Like I would hang on to like empty soap bottles and like what? fill them with water. Yeah, I know. I would like fill them with water and like keep them under my pillow and at night I would get them out and because like the weight of this bottle yeah. of water in it I would like rub it on myself until I orgasm wow. but yeah interesting so you would rub the heavy water bottle so not like making the shaky sloshing noise yeah. but just like using it that's so right. interesting and never occurred to me I love stuff and, like that and I remember um the Avon skin so soft bubble bath bottles were like ribbed with all these ridges it was <laughs> that was great and then I can't remember what else I used I know there was eventually I discovered my parents sex toy box and I know <laughs> I, I did and I know I used some of my mom's vibrators like and I would like sneak them and put them back and I think they they I don't know how or why <laughs> they had to have realized I was doing that because eventually they bought this hairbrush that vibrated. It was supposed to be like massaging. <laughs> that hairbrush disappeared. 
I'm pretty sure they bought that as like, you know, they didn't want to just straight up buy one of our, their kids a sex toy right. or a vibrator for, of, of their own. Because that, that hairbrush disappeared under my pillow. They never <laughs> questioned where it went or asked about it. But I think that's my hairbrush. so <laughs> sweet, actually. I think that's like, a, oh, like yeah. an incredibly subtle, supportive parental thing. Because I know that if yeah. my mom had ever tried to buy me a vibrator, I would have died. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have been like, Mom, John, like, I yeah. yeah. I know some people was, have like cool relationships, but not well. It was, I think... Granted, like I said, they never really had like a straight up like sex talk. I think it was kind of like this unspoken but okay thing in yeah. the house. Yeah. And and now as an adult, like I can go to my mom with some really raunchy questions if I need to. But like when I was growing up, have you, wait, have you asked your mom some raunchy questions? If oh, so, yeah. like what have you asked her? Oh, I can't, I can't think if I, if I have something weird going on downstairs, I'll ask her about it. Like what do you, cause my mom's a nurse. So okay. like, what do you think this is? Could it be a yeast infection or could it be a UTI or whatever? Oh honey, it sounds like this. Go do this or call your doctor or whatever. Like she's great. That's she, awesome. she, she doesn't bat an eye anymore because she just knows all my she knows (laughs) does she know that you're kinky I think my parents have a good idea that I am because the photography I did some friends that I worked with tagged me in something on Facebook (laughs) and I think they like landed on it and I think they thought I was (laughs) I think they thought I was doing straight up porn I mean oh no Uh, yeah I was just naked in front of a camera but um (laughs) I think they know (laughs) I feel like my parents have the kind of like naive filter that goes the opposite direction where they're like oh she's just doing another cool interesting photo project you know like Uh that's how they kind of like write stuff off in their head I think I don't Mm -hmm. know or at least that's how they present it to me Oh my gosh. Will you tell me some details about how you like to be touched? Like specifically, you said that you're a harder come now. Can you tell us about when you felt that shift happening or whatever comes to mind? I feel like I've probably, I don't know. It probably started after I had my child. It got Mm. more difficult, but sometimes I feel like because I've been masturbating for so long maybe that's why I mean usually when I'm with myself and touching myself it's mostly like clitoral but I mean I've played with my own butt before Uh uh-huh when you Mm -hmm. play with your own butt during a masturbation session is it in concert with also touching your clitoris or like is it separate or is there like do you have favorite butt plugs toys I have if I'm by myself there's one that I would use it's like this I'm like pointing this way because my yeah. sex drawer is right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just this skinny little rubber thing, like butt plug. It looked like uh-huh. a really skinny penis. It was about the diameter of a hot dog. I would use that on myself. Nice. But does it vibrate? It vibrates, you said? It doesn't. It's, it just, doesn't it's just like a rubber Ooh. rubber plug. But I would use that, I would pop that in and just like start sliding it in and out. And then uh-huh. I have the vibrator on my clitoris. Like that usually does it. Like the oh, combination yeah. of like clitoral stimulation with anal, that usually. 
Those are the most mind-blowing orgasms ever, (laughs) whether it's me giving it to myself or my husband. Those are great. (laughs) Oh, I have a question. Have you ever used one of those toys that I just heard about that where a man can wear basically a second penis and give you a double penetration? We haven't. Um, I do have this other like giant dildo that we did that with. I, I had that inside of my pussy and he was in my ass and that was that sounds that fantastic was because it was, it was so good because it was one of those dildos that have like the testicles on it too which oh, most yeah. of the time so is funny yeah it's silly <laughs> but i had it like flipped so the testicles were yes. like against my clitoris while he was like thrusting into me and that was that was just like a month ago and that was that, that was, sounds amazing that was good that was so good. <laughs> oh, wow. So it sounds like the dildo was moving just from his thrusting or were you moving yeah. it in addition? Oh, that's great. That's so great. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So I had like my arms split out and it was totally hands-free for me. Cause a lot of the times yeah. when we do, when we do anal, I'm usually like laying on the edge of the bed, like on my back and he's like standing up and thrusting. Oh. That's, that's because I can like reach down and give myself like clitoral stimulation that's that great. way. It's, easier where are your legs are they on the ground are they on the bed are they on his shoulder they're like i'm like about to like show you like they're like this i mean that helps Um, for me and then i'll describe (laughs) it to the audience (laughs) like um ass at the edge of the bed um legs just spread open i mean he may be holding my legs they may just Mm. be on like we have a little ridge on the bed here um great they're just they're just there and spread open and i'm open up to everything and I can Love. touch myself and he can thrust into me and he can bend over and bite my nipples or whatever he wants to do or kiss me. It's just open. It's like That's me being taken care of. It's great. Wonderful. Are your hands tied to anything or are they just up and laying or does it depend on the day? Depends on the day. I mean, yeah. sometimes I'm a little more bound up than others. Other days. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Um, okay, I would love to know a little bit about your experience with rim jobs. Have you? Do you give them? Do you enjoy receiving them? Are they a thing for you? Um, I, I receive them. I don't give them, and he he's not really interested in me giving them. And okay. we're, we're kind of on we're we're on the same page as far as that goes. That my okay. my my asshole is pretty open for business. I love it. I mean, it's there. He licks it. He, he, yeah. (laughs) That's great. Do you have hair in your nether regions or what's your grooming preference when it comes to hair? When I was growing up, I was, I was like, I think I typed some of this up in my notes that I jotted down. When I was, yes, when I was growing up, I would like rush home from school and like clean myself and make sure it was perfectly shaven. And I rocked a little, landing strip in high school and I would make sure I was soaked up and cleaned and perfect and didn't smell didn't it tasted like soap like everything was sterile <laughs> but now like I have a bush on top um every now and again he and I will make a deal and he'll grow his beard out and I'll grow everything out even oh on my, my god I love that uh, uh, that's that's usually something we do in the winter. I was gonna say November. Out. You gotta do it in November. Yeah. Oh yeah, like in the in the, that's a that's a cold weather thing. <laughs> but um, I usually keep a bush on top and like I trim my bikini. But I mean, I, I used to get Brazilian waxes, but now yeah. I'm just like, 
Yeah, and he prefers hair on me too. Okay. So, you know. Did, when you got waxes, did you get a lot of ingrown hairs or or were your, was your skin I can't, fine? I can't remember. Okay. I, I, honestly, I don't think that I did. Um, awesome. I, I was fortunate enough to work in a salon briefly. So on my lunch break, I'd go back and I'd like spread it open and let Very the esthetician go to town. <laughs> but yeah, right. It's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I got ingrown hairs. I think, okay. you know, I avoided contact. Yeah. When I first yeah. got them and then everything was fine. Awesome. Yeah. And will you tell me about blowjobs? What do you think uh, of them? I love giving blowjobs. I mean, I would really like to work on my deep throating. Mm-hmm. I guess there is deep throat training. I think I would probably need that because I can gag pretty even when I'm like brushing my teeth sometimes I'm like, eh. oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like really I have my response. moments yeah where I'm like what I'm just brushing my teeth like why is this happening yeah. but I mean I love I love to give blowjobs I love to give pleasure and like I've got my technique down pretty good with him and what he likes he likes, you describe he likes it? The, the hand he likes like one hand I'm stroking with one hand and like I'm sucking the tip and a few inches in you know, with my mouth, that, that does it for him for sure. Awesome. Is he into ball play or not? What's your other hand doing? Uh, sometimes I'm cupping. It depends on like the position we're in for yeah, this. If I'm totally. like on the knees and standing, it's a little more easy. But if I'm like, if he's laying down and like relaxed, which is usually the best for him. Um, yeah. It's harder for me to like hold myself up and, you know, logistically it's hard to do, but yeah, he, he likes yeah hold on to him and give him some attention to lick him or hold him and you know is he into anything like biting or scratching because I've, I've been with partners recently who like a little not like scratching like but just like a little bit of like nail action slowly around them uh, no no he's not okay. I don't yeah. I don't I have, you know I'm not sure maybe I don't think to so. test it out with a fingernail and be like babe yeah. I'm try something what do you <laughs> What do you think of this? <laughs> I've also been with yeah. men where they're like, please don't touch my balls. It's too sensitive. So I'm like, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I know like he's, he, he's, there's a spot like right behind that he says, if I like touch that right before he comes, it like intensifies his orgasm. And I've tried because yeah. he says he does that to himself, but I can't always like, I'm like, I'm clueless. Like I don't have testicles. I don't know where the spot is. Well, I feel like <laughs> even when you're on a different person, for example, when I am with women, it's not a given that I know exactly what every single thing yeah. I touch is doing. Like they're, yeah. we're, Everybody's they're different. we're put together differently. So it's like, yes. yeah, all I can do is keep trying and, and take the feedback. Be like, did I get it mm-hmm. this time? <laughs> right, um, right. Let's see. Okay. Uh, will you just tell me a little bit about your orgasms? So it sounds like you come from a combination of inner and outer stimulation, or maybe it's intensified yeah. by butt stuff. Does that feel accurate? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I wish I could have orgasmed the other day from butt stuff. I was so yeah. mad at Like, I think I just like got, I was so in my head the other day. Like, Mine, I just yeah. Mine comes and goes, especially yeah. with butt stuff. And like it, it so much depends on my mental state when it comes to the actual asgasm. And it's, oh yeah, I don't know. But do I do find that if I've been denied orgasm for a while, like if I've been yeah. edged for an hour or so, then that's a lot easier. I do. That's another thing. I, I love, I love that. The buildup. Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah. But yeah, as far as like um, me coming to um, definitely, I mean, it's a combination of everything. Like I could just 
there have been times when I've just come from penetration and no clitoral stimulation at all. It's just like, wow. I'm a Rubik's cube and I'm changing all the time. That's great. <laughs> it seems like, yeah. 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 But I think we do change a lot. I notice my body changes yeah. even week to week. And so it's like just mm-hmm. being able to notice that is, is great. Right. What, uh, what is your dynamic like with your husband, Dom, in your actual sessions? Like, I know different Doms have different personalities. I've been with a couple of Doms myself, but I know that all of them are so, so different. So do you call him? What do you call him? What are your, what's your back and forth like? like, we, like? Um, I don't call him master. I mean, I did like in the beginning, just like yeah. when we were like sexting, I'd call him master, but I don't. Yeah. I don't call him that. I mean, we just call each other babe most of the time, but like he'll refer to me as a sex doll and like want to customize me and like whatever. We we don't really use like any formal titles or anything. It's just, it's, it's just the roles that we're in. Yeah. Is there a moment where you switch from like everyday life to like, okay, now we're going to begin or what is that transition like for you? Oh man, put some thought into this. What is that like for me? Um, sometimes there's a buildup, especially if I'm like sexting them all day. There's a buildup there, and then like like on Monday, it was pretty pretty instant. I got home from work, I got undressed, and it was like, oh, we're doing this now. And then other times, it's just like, oh, we're gonna lay down and watch a movie, and then all of a sudden, his fingers are inside of me, and I'm like, oh, okay, I know what to do now what what role I'm in and what That's I need to great. do. And, so. Whole spectrum. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Amazing. Uh, okay. So do you have any good stories that you want to share or anything from your notes, like best, worst, weirdest, mom- memorable moments, fantasies you want to share? Um, I can share a funny story about one of the photo shoots that I've done before with um, Devil and Desati. Um yes, Please. This is a funny story, and the reason I want to tell it is so people know not to take themselves so seriously all the time, because that's another thing. I can, I can, like, have moments that we laugh, like, mid-sex. Like, that's important. Like, you can't take yourself so seriously. Like, relax. For play. We're playing. We're having a scene. We're playing. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. But I was tied up. uh, She had me all tied up and, like, bound and whatever, and she knew I was okay with butt stuff, so she got out this one of those steel jeweled weighted butt plugs. Uh-huh. Popped it in, and everything was fine. But like, we're like posing and taking pictures, and I'm like finally like relaxing and getting into it. And the butt plug just slipped out and like <laughs> slammed on her hardwood floor. <laughs> yeah, and then- those are so slippery. Mine always slips yeah. out too. It always. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was mortified for like a split second, like, oh no. But then oh. it was just like we were all laughing. She was laughing. I was. And it's awesome. Just a t- it was, you know, you can't just, you can't take yourself so seriously. Like, relax and have fun. It's yeah. fun. You know, it's supposed awesome. to be pleasurable. Don't be so tense about it. So. Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Do you want to share any stories about earlier partners, like pre husband partners? Sure. Um, let's see. I have the good, the bad, and the ugly for yeah. sure. <laughs> I mean, I um, some hits and misses. I've 
I was with one guy, the guy that liked to pop a finger in there and make me orgasm. He, it, the sex was good, but when it came to like me masturbating, he was so against me touching myself what? because he's like, yeah, he was like, it'll it'll mess it up. You'll you'll get loose. Like he obviously he's. He's an idiot. Literally wrong. <laughs> like he is he is yeah. opposite wrong. Masturbation yeah. is to keep people more turned yeah. on. Okay. Right. He was so against that. And it's just like I think back on the past partners I had and how I even presented my own body and I'm like, I'm so lucky. Like I'm so lucky that I have someone who just makes me so comfortable now. Yeah. Oh <laughs> because God, yeah. um I've been with guys that like wants me to shave everything and have this perfect porn star pink pussy and my husband now is like let's turn it colors let's make it darker and I'm like okay <laughs> like he, he wants to change no, I don't know change me that's a bad way to put it but he wants to see how my body evolves and yeah changes yeah. with time and yeah so, Let's use let's use the pussy pump more because that'll bring more blood flow down there. Maybe that'll well, make it darker. Okay, I think know, you need so. to stop for a moment and talk about the <laughs> pussy pump. Will you please elaborate? Uh, we just got it this year. And for those I love it. who like, may not know what, <laughs> will you please uh, explain? It is a dome. I mean. I can't describe what size it is, but the one that we have is like a pink plastic dome and it has like a little pump on it that pulls the vacuum, pulls the air out and you put it down there, you rim it with lube, you put it over your, you know, your labia and your whole mm -hmm. vagina mm -hmm. and you leave it on there for a little bit and it like pulls more blood into that area. So you get so horny and turned oh on God. and wet. What while is it it's like? What does it feel like? It's uncomfortable, like, at first, especially when, like, you squeeze more and more, like, pressure. Um, but would it be vacuum? Vacuum. I, I don't know. That's a it? science thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's uncomfortable, like, for a minute. But then once, like, you adjust to that, like, that pressure, it just gets more and more stimulating because you're having so much blood pulled into all your tissue down there. Yeah. And... It feels so good. And it's then so when, it, good. when it comes off, is it very sensitive? Can you orgasm with yes. it on? How does it, how, do, how, like, it just turns you on. It's a turn on. It, it helps. And, and it can also help with people that have, um, like, hypoactive, like, sexual stuff. It can help people get their sex drive back because you're pulling all that blood into the air. So it can help people with that. But oh, wow. I've, I've made myself orgasm with it on because I like had it on and I was like watching some porn too. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, you know, whatever. But then like, once it comes off, you're super sensitive and wet and Oh my God. You are, I mean, it does make it like swollen and puffy and, yeah. and it's a little strange. I like how it looks and I like how it feels, but some people will be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I enjoy it. Yeah. It's great. I how, think it's a good toy to have. How long can you leave it on for? I would say no longer than 30 minutes. But yeah. I know there are some people that leave it on longer than that, but I think 30 minutes would probably wild. be a max for sure. Oh and that's that like max, like maxed out pressure too. Like yeah. you, you, you don't want to leave it on too long because you are putting a lot of pressure like around it. Mm -hmm. Even though you're pulling blood into the area, I feel like that that's... pressure like around the rim is 
probably not the best for your oh, body. Oh yeah, that's, but... <laughs> that's, that's a lot. Um, yeah. Are you into other sorts of, are you into things like bite marks or bruises or anything like that? I am um, for sure. I uh, don't, don't give me hickeys, but like, I, right. I like the occasional, like, you know, love mark. So you can like, Oh, that's what that's from. Like, I do like that. Like, but I mean, I have to hide them. Right. You know, yeah. I can't like Cor- roll America. into work. And, yeah. yeah. Corporate, corporate America, America does yeah. not approve of love, love marks. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> wow. What about when you are being gone down on? What are some of your favorite things in that realm? Here's and, the thing. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, and also just would it be possible for someone to go down on you after the pussy pump or is it like too strong? Oh yeah. Oh oh, no, that's, it's, it's, it's no holds barred. Like that just intensifies whatever feeling you have. And I think he appreciates like when it's all like puffy and swollen like that, just Mm -hmm. like put his face in there. Like, but, um, I forget what we were were talking about now. What was the question? Going down on, (laughs) how do you like to be gone down on? see that's the thing like he he says it he changes his technique and it changes whatever will make me climax and the thing is is he's the only person who has ever made me climax from oral amazing i mean thank god you have him right like thank god (laughs) that's the one you ended up with (laughs) right yeah and he and he and, and about like how he makes me feel so like comfortable and everything like he he loves how I smell and how I taste mm. and like he would prefer me like going down on me after I've like worked out for an hour as opposed to fresh out of the shower. Like he wants to taste. Me. Yep. I, so. I have met men like that <laughs> as well. Yeah. yeah. There are some times where I'm like, dude, I can smell myself. Just let me, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, thank God I got that bidet. Like, so I can eat. <laughs> You're like, this is for me, water on for it. you. Like, I have to feel good too. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But for the most part, he makes me feel really comfortable in his body and confident. And, you know, if I haven't shaved my labia in a few days, who cares? He, I mean, he yeah. prefer, prefer it. But, awesome. I mean, that changes. I, I Definitely clitoral stimulation from oral. And then, like, when I'm actually orgasming, he likes to, like, really get in there and yeah. shove his tongue up my vagina and, like, taste anything that might be coming out. I mean, I'm not a squirter. I don't, like, squirt or gush anything. But at least I haven't yet. Yeah, so far. But um, Right. But I do, like, I know when I'm orgasming, I do get really really wet and he just wants to taste all that and like soak it all up and you know that's delicious mm-hmm. uh do you have any sexual turn-offs like what will shut you down instantly if anything even though i'm a masochist if i'm not like prepared for like a slap yeah that'll like throw me off or like i have to have like the fan going so there's like some white noise in the background otherwise if it's too quiet it throws me off because oh, I get really? in my head too much yeah I need some some noise so turn the wow. fan on just so there's a little bit of noise like is that related to the like noise of being hit or impact play or is it just like in general in general I think in general and okay. then like okay. sometimes even though like I love sex and like sometimes the sex noises 
throw me off too. Like, like what? I don't want to like, like, like the squishy like noises. Oh yeah, sometimes like, they're sometimes just funny. That, Sometimes, yeah, sometimes I'm just like, oh, God. And then, like, you know, even though I try my best to be ladylike and whatever, I mean, there's been, like, a few times that, like, I've queefed, oh, you yeah. know, after doing doggy style or something. I'm like, oh, yeah. damn it. There's a lot and of queefing. Just, like, I know. There are little things that I get too, <laughs> I overthink. But he he makes me feel comfortable about That's it. That's good. About That's it good. and comfortable in my own body, so. That's so interesting. I'm almost the opposite way. Like I like to have music on in the background and I like some Mm -hmm. noise, but when I get really, really turned on or if we've, if I've been fucking usually, I mean, this has happened with my master. If we've been fucking for a couple hours and the music is playing, it can be like almost not even on, but I'll be like, it's too loud or like rate like one point nightlight. Like suddenly it'll be too bright after a couple orgasms. So I feel like I can run the whole gamut both both directions mm-hmm. yeah. yeah wow okay um do you have any kinks that you haven't explored yet but would like to explore oh, i definitely want to try the sensory deprivation thing like i want to be blindfolded i want to have earphones in and like whatever music playing that way like i want to try that and we yeah. haven't we haven't really fully done that and I would love love to try that for sure yeah. um there's a there's, I should have wrote this down I don't remember if I did or not but I'm <laughs> looking at my notes now yeah go look at them let's see it's, it's hard to like think about the kinks like in the spur of the moment I I'm I the worst at that when people ask me questions off the top of my head I'm like uh uh uh, uh, uh I probably have 14 yeah. answers but I can't access any of them <laughs> right um there's a lot of uh kinks I definitely want to try and we definitely want to experiment more with like shibiri bondage um when I mean, we've done some like light rope work nothing like really intense or like complicated but definitely want to dive into that and sensory deprivation and more um pain <laughs> yeah because like like I, I do I do like pain and what kind of pain is I, your favorite or what kind uh, would you like to explore that you haven't yet I like favorites are kind of dumb questions like favorite I love like, right <laughs> I love the pin the pinwheel the pinwheel oh, yeah. I love that we have a violet wand but the thing is we didn't get it as a sex toy we got it as a skincare toy <gasps> what um, yeah, really? yeah, because actually estheticians use those like for facials and stuff because they kill like germs and stuff on your face. That is blowing my <laughs> mind. Oh my but god! I would, I would like to incorporate, even though like we have it and I use it on my face. I would like to get like more attachments for it and like yeah. bring that in the bedroom and try that too, for sure. But um, I have piercings down there I have my clitoral hood pierce and my labia <gasps> pierce what was that like did it hurt is it okay now how long could it's you have sex now. really how long did you have to so, stop having sex after you got it like I feel like that'd I, be a couple weeks I got my labia pierce when we first got together uh, or briefly oh before um that was that that one healed very fast they both healed Oh, good. pretty quick because you have like so much blood flow down there but I mean I would I would like to maybe get 
like there's I think it's called the foreshit piercing it's kind of like your taint I would maybe like to get that one's a little more I would maybe like to get that but I mean I have the hood piercing I just got back in January and I mean I know some women like oh man I just makes it so sensitive and I'm like man it's more I mean it's there and it looks cool they're both more decoration for me I have a question does it get caught on lacy underwear? Do you wear like I don't? Lacy I don't wear underwear. Usually. Okay, that, that was like it was like there's no <laughs> way you could have that and have underwear. Okay, okay. I mean, oh. I do wear like undies if I'm wearing a dress and I'm at work, but if I'm wearing a dress at home, though, I mean, but generally I don't wear undies. Okay. It's, for it's for a second, lace. I was gonna be like, I like the idea of. I like the idea that everyone in corporate America maybe isn't wearing underwear. Like that is delightful to me. <laughs> That's me. That's me. I had um pink like pink pants on today and there was no underwear under them. I just yeah, whatever. Amazing. Walking around the office with my labia and my clitoris peers. No biggie. Let me just type these spreadsheets up while I'm doing this. <laughs> Live, do you have living a double life <laughs> aside from the upcoming bondage ball are there things on your sexual bucket list that you want to do not necessarily kinks that you want to explore but like maybe a place you want to have sex or a like a scenario you want to play out or fantasies or multiple partners to play with or anything like that even if it's totally in the fantasy realm um I would like to like have sex with a woman one day. Like I would like to try that. Yeah. I'm so, I have body image issues. I know like mm. a lot of people do and I'm working on it. And my husband really helps me like feel comfortable and confident in my body. But I feel like if I was with another woman, I would feel so self-conscious. Like she oh. was judging. Cause I don't know. Like, like I said, I'm so introverted and I feel like, women can be so nasty to each other sometimes and I just feel so like self-conscious about it Mm. I don't know I would love to feel feel what another woman feels like because like I mean I've never been with another woman but I would like to try and I've definitely like had been attracted to women before been like yeah okay all right yeah but I would I would like to do that one day and like he and I have talked about it we would that he would let me if he could walk, <laughs> which is a typical, you know, guy thing. And I think I'd be okay with that. I think that's but, fair. Well, and it's also yeah. not, it sounds like he's not forcing you to have a threesome necessarily. Like the no, fact that he's no. down to just be a voyeur. I think that's cool. And I will yeah. say just the first time that I ever slept with a woman, I just kept thinking, oh my God, she's so soft. Right? Because <laughs> yeah. like, there's like, like this dainty, like, sweet right? softness and it's still yeah, like I was, still I was like deliciousness of making out but there were no whiskers there was no right even when they're clean shaven they're still not as soft um right my experience oh yeah and, okay here's another question have you ever or would you ever consider taking like a pole dancing class or just any kind of dance class like that because I will say 
when I was doing pole dancing lessons, I remember thinking, oh my God, every body is so beautiful. And you saw women of all shapes, sizes, and backgrounds wearing almost no clothing. Like they made us wear clothes. They wouldn't let us get naked there, which was unfortunate, but okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, back then I was probably a little more publicly shy, so I, I don't know that I would have. But, but that mm-hmm. was a big shift for me because it helped me sort of in viewing other bodies and finding them gorgeous, it sort of helped me Mm -hmm. relax my own, I guess, fears that I'd had saved up. I would, I think I would really enjoy that. I would like a class like that. Just, uh, I wish I would have, I mean, I still have time to go through with it, but there's like a local place that does like beginner, like salsa dancing. And I really want to do that. Like I'll be listening to like, some like Latin music at work sometimes and I'll be like, man, Gotta I'm gonna take dance lessons. I know. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I would enjoy that a lot. And in like you said, I, I hope that podcasts like this get more recognition so women can feel more like body positive and not be so judgy too. Yeah. You know? And 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 I think I definitely sense like a shift with more body positivity mm-hmm. for sure. I'm sensing that. Like I see it on even yeah. like companies advertising their products with different body types. Yeah. And, I mean, Nike just came yeah. out with their, with their plus size yeah. mannequin and they, they got some right. blowback, which I thought was insane, but I think that's a huge step dumb. forward. Yeah. So dumb. Yeah. yeah. So dumb. Right. awesome. Any other fantasies that you want to share or hopes for your future sex life? I just want to keep getting kinkier and try new things and yeah. new toys. And Is there a specific toy that's like next on your list that's calling out to you? Hmm. Yes. Yes, there is. So like on FetLife, there was an ad that I followed. I don't normally click ads, but this one intrigued me. It was like, I forget the name of the website, but the website actually has some really cool stuff like that you don't see every day. It was like a clamp thing that clamped, like you twisted these things and it clamped your labia majora. So like it was, it would just, I don't know. It just sounded, it looked really cool. There were like pictures. It's just, it's hard to explain it. Does it like clamp it closed or clamps it open no, like, uh, around kind the of edges? Open. Oh. Yeah, around the edges. So it kind of like clamps it open. So you have like this pressure on your labia being pinched like I don't know I'll have to send you a link so you can see it yeah please do like like I want that and then we really really want to get like one of those bluetooth sex toys that I can like where to work or something god yes please yeah yeah that's I would I don't have an office job but I have a fan love that oh my god I so when my master and I were more like regular, more solidly seeing each other, I was talking about dating other people, but I was like, I would love for you to have a vibrator like that, that you could control so that when I'm out on dates with other people, mm-hmm. you're there with me. And right. so that's like one of my fantasies that we never ended up doing, but I don't know, maybe it'll come to fruition somehow. I someday. would love that. Like, yeah. I know we talked about getting one, like, cause my, my birthday is in a couple of weeks and I was like, remember, maybe we could get that for my birthday. Like that love. would be fun. Like I would just be paranoid if it was like, noisy if I'm like in the middle of a meeting or something and I'm like oh like my phone my phone is going off and I can't I can't (laughs) control it (laughs) 
<laughs> I would just have to like I guess like experiment with it and make. I was gonna say maybe like, wow. maybe there's like an override somewhere, or you can just be like, "Babe, here's when my meetings are. Don't do it then." <laughs> right, right. Here's my meetings. But that would <laughs> that would be when he does it, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, is there anything else that needs to be shared? There was an episode you did with Leah a couple weeks ago, um, how she at first struggled with balancing her feminism with wanting to be submissive. Like, I really resonated with that. Mm. And for a while there, like, like my husband and I are just, like, dipping back into more DS stuff in the bedroom. But for a while there, when we had sex, I was very stubborn because I was like, mm doing you know women a disservice but really like I have power in that submission because at any time I could say no stop I'm really the one in control yeah when it comes down to it and I can enjoy that feeling of letting go but when it comes down to it I'm the one in control so yeah that's that's important to remember you can still be a feminist and still be a bottom and still be you know a submissive for sure I I totally agree. And I also do just want to say out loud again, if you have an ethical partner, the submissive is in control and you are safe. If you are ever hearing any phrases from a dom, like a real sub would do this or anything to coerce you, that's not a real dom. That is not ethical. That's not the way to do it. So Right. Yeah, I'm on board with that 100%. Anything else? Do we want to talk about like how I lost my virginity or anything? Or... <laughs> oh my God, I skipped the first steps. I would love to hear. No, but the, but I think it's so interesting because now we know, ooh, this will be fun because we'll go backwards. Now we know more of your story. Would you share with us a little bit about your early sex and maybe your first partnered sex? Well, uh, my virginity story is... is uh, is boring, I guess. I mean, there was nothing exciting about it. He and I um, gave each other our virginities. Like, we were 14 and 15. Mm-hmm. I, it was my summer before eighth grade, and he was a grade above me. So it was, just, it was in the summer. He was getting ready to start his freshman year. I was getting ready to be in eighth grade. Um, he came over to my house. Um, my sister wasn't home for whatever reason and I it was in the middle of the hot summer day in June I remember it was June and we we you know he was my first everything like first Mm -hmm. digital penetration sex oral we we were each other's first everything and I, I, I really we were together for like two years and he is my only ex that I like really genuinely keep up with still like on social media and everything and you know he will still have that place in my heart not really my life because we've gone our separate ways but um, you know we we taught each other a lot when we were young and that was really really important that's awesome we got to explore together that's great did you start out doing butt stuff with him or was that a little no. bit later on? Okay. That was later for sure. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure how that was much later. That was, I wasn't, oh, let's see. Like I started to do the finger in the butt thing when I was 18 okay. and then okay. anal sex. I was in my twenties for sure. 
if you could go back in time to your younger self and visit her, visit little Nicole, and give her a piece or two of sex advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? Probably my teenage years, my high school years, I would just tell Nicole to calm down with all the shaving and having to feel like you have to put on a show for the guy that you're with. I mean, enjoy yourself more because I mean, throughout high school and I faked it a lot. Like I faked orgasms a lot. I've never faked it with my husband. I don't have to. He makes it come every time. And I come first every time. It's great. He's just such a great person in bed. um, (laughs) I would tell little Nicole to just enjoy herself a little more and have fun with the adventure because you don't need to put on a show for people. You know, it's more enjoyable if you're both just letting loose instead of it being one-sided. Like I feel like I let it me just servicing the guy every time when I was first diving into my sex life. Yeah. So, yeah. Beautiful. And is there a sex question you want to ask me? Yeah. See, I wrote a few down because I was like, Ooh. I know she's going to ask me if I want to <laughs> ask her something. So I like wrote some down. So I'll ask you my first one. Do you make a lot of noises when you have, do you, are you moaning a lot the whole time? Do you scream? Are you pretty quiet until you climax or? I would say now I'm pretty varied. Like it does depend mm-hmm. on the day. I'm definitely way more vocal than I used to be. Like, like overall. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which is, which is amazing. Cause I did, I had quiet origin stories cause I was masturbating in secret when I was a kid, you know, yeah. <laughs> oftentimes in rooms where other people were also there. Like I definitely also did that in college. Like when I had a college roommate, I was like the one like trying to not move on the bunk bed. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Just like masturbating with my hands, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Katie. Um, <laughs> but now it's great because I am so lucky to live in a building that has thick concrete walls and I'm in a top corner unit and I can make as much noise as I want. And in, in my awesome. building, unless you're right by the door, you can't hear a goddamn thing that's happening that's inside awesome. places. So awesome. I feel very free and I especially love making noise during anal sex. And if I'm having a crazy orgasm, it's interesting because sometimes when I'm having orgasms like that are so overwhelming that after they're done, I'm like, don't touch me for five minutes and turn off all the lights. And I'm like, just like twitching and I get like right. the lobster claw hands. Cause all my nerves are going crazy. Like I'm very yeah. likely to scream out loud and like make all sorts of crazy. I don't know, like crazy noises. And mm-hmm. I don't pay attention anymore, which feels fantastic because I used to be so, so hyper aware of every single thing that I was doing that I couldn't calm down and enjoy me myself. Too. Yeah, so that's, that was me exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I finally, yeah. like you said, like I got the fuck out of my brain and that's also why I like being mm-hmm. tied down and constrained and it makes me feel, yeah. But I do have, sometimes I really love having, um, how do I describe it? I mean, I guess they are literally quieter orgasms where it's like in contained inside and internal and it's almost really gentle. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those are really lovely to just like let them pass through without, you know, with barely moving. So I I like both. I don't know. But yeah, I definitely make a fuck ton of noises now. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Same here. I think I, I, there's my days where I'm quiet and I'm just breathing heavy and I'm like Mm -hmm. climax. I'm Mm -hmm. always noisy. Mm -hmm. 
when I'm with him, when I'm with myself, I don't make noises. If I'm getting myself I, an orgasm. I rarely, rarely do. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, I've done it a yeah. couple of times, but only when it feels really natural, which has only been a yes. couple of times. And it's not right. It's not that I am making noises now to be performative. Like that doesn't feel Exactly. True. Yeah. It's like a yeah. different type of orgasm connection or something. Right. <laughs> right. If it because I mean I watch porn every now and again. Like there I will turn the volume off. Like I don't need yeah. to hear same. that same, performance. Same, same. Yeah. Like like I'm just and I usually watch porn if I'm trying to like make it like a, a, a quick thing yeah. for myself. Yeah. But yeah, usually I'm like a, a breathing heavy and a moaning, but it's not a performance. Like it's, yeah. you know. Follow up um, question. Where do you watch porn? I'm so ashamed. Don't I be. watch Pornhub. <laughs> I usually get on Pornhub. It's a good and, resource. Yeah. I also have watched porn on Pornhub. They've got a lot yeah. of stuff there. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they do. It's They've got so much stuff but like I just I don't know some part of me like feels bad for like not paying for it like these women these performers and these sex workers need to be paid for what they're doing and I'm not that's true for it that's true <laughs> well I would say to people out there that you find a performer mm-hmm. that really resonates with you I guarantee you can yes. find an electronic tip jar somewhere online and you know oh for sure spend five bucks their way <laughs> oh yeah for sure Another, because I know you love to be naked and naked brings you joy. Um, (laughs) Right. Uh, What makes you feel comfortable when you're naked around other people? It it doesn't even have to be sexual when you're just, you know. I think for me, the biggest thing is, do I have permission to be naked? If it's, Mm -hmm. if I know that it's okay with the other people that I am naked, I'm very comfortable. Uh, And also Mm -hmm. that obviously, not obvious, the other thing that must be in place is temperature. Like if it's cold, yeah, I, I will yeah. not be okay. And I, I love, like right now I'm in my apartment, the air conditioner is off. It's probably about 80 degrees. I love that. Like, like uh-huh. I would say if when I'm, I mean, I'm wearing a tank top right now, but <laughs> when I'm fully nude, I love to be probably 79, 80 degrees with no yeah. air, air blowing on me. If it's a little warmer, I can stand a breeze. And if it's colder, mm-hmm. I'm usually wearing my kimono. <laughs> it's open. Right. right. <laughs> but yeah, as long as I know that the other people are okay with it, I'm pretty good. And I mean, that that is also assuming that I'm not, you know, in a field of predators <laughs> or something, you know, like if I'm, right. if, I were, if I were walking, <laughs> I had this image of myself, like as a little fish, like walking through a shark or swimming through a shark, like a, a naked wild fish. I don't know. But, you know, if I, if I were at a party where like, like scary humans were trying to like grab at me, I would fight them off. Yes. <laughs> but, but if I'm in a place where even if people are willing to like ask, can, can I touch? I would, I love touches. I'd be like, yes, please here are my boundaries. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I, I experienced that at a play party once there was a woman who was, I, I realized too late that she was like a little bit too drunk and so I had to then extract myself because she was like can I rub your head and I was like yes please I love head pets and Mm -hmm. it's funny because I thought when I shaved my head that I was going to get a lot of head pets but everyone in the world seems to have better boundaries than I do or like I just didn't realize that people won't just come up and touch your head because I hear Mm -hmm. all these stories from other people about how people touch their tattoos or their hair or their whatever without permission Uh and I'm like great I can't wait for that to happen and so I so now I kind of make a point of being like you can touch my head just ask you know 
So I would say as long as it's warm enough and people are okay with me being naked, like, yeah. you know, I also think that I've been wiggling online and just like, yeah, yeah, I catch up with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so silly and dumb in some ways. And yet it really makes it so that I can't, um, like my wiggly stuff, I sort of, yeah, I really yeah. do have a, a, a soft spot, if you will, for it all. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I hope to um, get to your level of discomfort in my own body. I really do. I dare everyone to spend 15 seconds a day, like just while you're brushing your teeth, be naked and wiggle in front of the mirror and yeah. just do it for a month and see what happens in your brain. Because also just doing it publicly, it took me about two months to like of doing it naked before I was like, okay, I do want to share this. And it still makes mm -hmm. me very shy sometimes, but it's, it's very fun. So <laughs> I know there was one you did the other day where you just kept like walking across the camera. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was laughing. <laughs> yeah, no, been, that's awesome. I've been doing some weird stuff. I wiggled into the pool the other day. That was very fun. That's awesome. <laughs> what, Great. what is your biggest sexual fear? Ooh, I thought that one, because like, yeah. I don't even know what my answer would be for yeah. that one. Okay, the first thing that comes to mind for me is I'm very afraid of my sex life just disappearing. Like I'm afraid mm -hmm. that one day I'll wake up and won't feel turned on. And that, all, to, mm -hmm. as I say it out loud, I'm like, well, that's an irrational fear. But I guess there's sort of yeah, this, I don't think so. It's this, this... I've experienced such great joy and pleasure in my body. Yeah, yeah. The idea that maybe one day I wouldn't want that or it would just disappear or get taken away in air quotes, I don't, yeah. I don't know what that even means, is, is terrifying to me. And I think that's why I'm in this place where I am now seeing my master in a less regular sort of way, in a less defined way. And I'm, you know, making foyers into the dating world, kind of, but mm -hmm. I think I need to get back on fat life and I'm just scared. So maybe, maybe that's my real answer. Um, definitely but it, ease into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I'm not like looking for partnership on there, but I think it might be a great place for me to find community. I do feel like the fact that yeah. you said that out loud is the universe being like, go look for community. Filter through the noise and you can, you can find the right stuff. Yeah. Sure. I I do feel really lucky though because I am fortunate that I don't have fear around my physical safety or my physical well-being, which I think comes from a life of exploring and truly being very lucky that I always was exploring with people that did no harm to me. So, mm -hmm, um, awesome. or at least at least not on purpose. You know, like they're the awkward like, "Ow, oh, yeah. ah!" <laughs> but yeah, so I think I think my biggest fear is just what if it just disappears for no yeah. reason. So. No, that makes sense because you'd, you'd feel a disconnect from yourself and yourself. from other yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And I also know that, you know, my body goes through phases. And even in the last, the last few months since, it was weird because I would say March and April were a couple of months where I was really up and down in terms of my how available I felt emotionally for sex. Like I, I went a couple months without sex and part of that was uh, – a bit of a breakup. And part of that was just me not knowing what would come next. And then I had a lot of fear around like, oh my God, maybe I'm not really kinky. Maybe I'm a liar. Why am I hosting this sex podcast? And I don't even know my own answers. But, you know, I think the joy is that we, if we can get to a place in life where we're able to 
share what's true in the current moment and then be able to communicate yeah. enough that I'm like, oh, that was three months ago. Here's the current thing. And I'll, you can trust I'll keep you updated, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's, that's the growth I'm interested in. So, yeah. Oh. No, like I, I just got into like all these like sex podcasts just this year and now I'm here with you and Woo! these are, and I keep telling like all my friends and a few of like the people I can trust, like in corporate yeah. America, like yeah. at, at work, like listen to this podcast. It is awesome. Like it's, it's things like this that are so informative and sex positive and we need more people yeah. like you out there in the world creating content because we need to quit being so shameful about yeah. sex and about our bodies. And I think so. And I, I really do think it's, it's all of us coming together. All of us listeners, mm -hmm. we have thousands of people listening to this podcast, like multiple so thousands awesome. of people and it just keeps growing. And so I want us to be able to, to come together and, and dialogue, not necessarily, I'm not saying everyone has to talk about sex all the time, but it's like in those right. moments where we need to. Now we've right. practiced. So I feel like that's... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 